It started as a whisper until you screamed it at the top of your lungs. We gained momentum. You made us unstoppable. We had a vision for change. You made it a revolution. We told you we are the future until you told us the future is now. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with... Hey, Chair. This is James Prophet. We are here to talk about NXT takeovers. Um, trying to think, uh, you know, <laughs> I was thinking back to our actual premise of the show feuds um which you know this is not one of those it is kind of a a ranking type episode but we're going to we ranked all 30 so so our idea was to rank all of the takeovers um the idea was to do it prior to takeover 30 and release it um in anticipation of that that didn't work out so we ended up ranking all 30 and then we tacked on five more so the Three NXT UK events, and then James, the other two, uh, help me out here. Covers in spirit. So the other two that we added on were NXT Arrival, which was the first live show ever broadcast on the WWE Network, which was a uh, NXT special event. Um, so essentially, it was a takeover. They just started calling takeover takeover from the second show that they did. Okay. The second special onward about so the first one is exactly like it gotcha. and the other one it was the second world's collide event which what made it different from uh the first world's collide event was that it had a promoted main event it was not pre-taped it aired live and it had several promoted matches on it okay <clears throat> and we're throwing in all of the may young classic episodes right no. <laughs> if we really wanted to stretch, we could have done that first Worlds Collide. We could have done the uh, UK tournament events. But mm-hmm. those weren't really, again, announced cards airing live on the network. It was. But we did the Cruiserweight tournament, right? No, we didn't do the Cruiserweight <laughs> tournament also. <laughs> we did no, the, we... King of the Ring finals from 2015 that Wade oh, Barrett. 
one. That was, that's my number one. You spoiled it. Oh, man. Yeah, what a final. Barrett beat um somebody. It, yep, it was unforgettable. Who was it? Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> when he came the ring as an albatross on your career. Nobody so, like this century has ever won that and done well since... I think Brock Lesnar. Uh, no, you know, that's not true. Booker T did okay. But for the last few ones they did, century. it was like, okay, we gave him King of the Ring. Now we can just job him out. But it'll be okay because he's King of the Ring. Do you think it was better to be King of the Ring or... Um, like a singles mid-card champion in the no. 2010s early? No, I was trying to think of the... Uh, better to be that or the Andre the Giant battle royal <laughs> <laughs> winner. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, I gosh, I think it's better to be the entree winner. What about you? <laughs> well, considering I can maybe name two of those, and I don't know how many King of the Rings from this century, other than you just mentioned Brock. So there's one. Yeah. Anyway, good wrestling. <laughs> NXT. Yeah. So James, so. Uh, you definitely have, um, as with just normal wrestling. Uh, WWE, you have a um, longer history of watching NXT than I do. So I'm oh, curious. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of, um, I want to say, ob- oblivious. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of the right word, lazy, maybe, um, about NXT for a while. Um, what I put think it, it co- I'm sorry, so fit, let me interrupt. You're fine. So I think um, it coincided with one of my my lulls anyway of just not watching wrestling for, you know, six months or whatever. And so it, it kind of just, in my head, it was, you know, what it was beforehand. It was a uh, feeder league that no one really paid attention to except for, like, hardcore or hardcore fans. Um, and I just thought, well, I don't really have, I, you know, I barely have time to watch Raw and... SmackDown, I don't. I definitely don't have time to watch NXT, um, and I, I think I, I know that it was Finn Balor, but I cannot remember, you know, when or or where. But when Finn Balor <laughs> came on my radar, I was like, um, I should be watching this, you know, exclusively, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I and I pretty much did, um, aside from pay per views for a while because. It's just so freaking good. So the, I think you know from then on, whenever that was, uh, we'll probably figure it out going through the list. But um, I pretty much just watched every takeover. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, oftentimes, looking more forward to that than whatever you know rest WWE pay per view was coming that next night because the takeovers are always, you know, the night before a wrestling pay per view. Um, for the big show so but you you started from the very beginning or, or how does how to get started with NXT so NXT um as a, in its original form was like that awful show on the USA network where like the rookies would do wheelbarrow races and like dumb crap like that just to fill an hour um it was kind of the vehicle to get daniel o'brien introduced to television along with wade barrett the nexus blah 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 when they launched the network in uh 2014 they had reinvented nxt a couple of years prior to that i believe it was and 
it kind of became its own mini or it's some sort of Ohio Valley wrestling, which used to be their farm league. So this was like the new farm league. When they launched the network, uh, first thing it did was air an NXT special. This was, I think, week one, maybe week two. And this was sort of the litmus test to see if WrestleMania could run without any hiccups. And there were a lot of hiccups that got them worked. Uh, most of them worked out by WrestleMania. Uh, and they worked them out in full, I think, within the next year. But it was just kind of one of these things where it went from being a farm league to being a farm league with some top wrestling stars that had just never made it to WWE. And it went from that to being like the super indie promotion, like its own little all-star promotion of just people that had never been in WWE, which is now it's almost in the next phase where it's half this like super indie all-star promotion and they're mixing in people that had been in WWE and now they're moving back to NXT just because they think they can get more use out of them there where it's not looked at as a step down anymore. It's almost like, oh, they'll be able to do more cool things in NXT. Let's utilize that talent there. So do you remember watching like pretty much all the NXT, like all the takeovers? Yeah, yeah. Um, I so here's the thing. Funny thing, I've never watched a takeover live one time, ever. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I I don't know that I have either. Really. Maybe. Um, maybe one or two. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I mean that. That's just it. But yeah, from the very first one, I wanted to see what NXT was like, and that first one had uh, Neville currently wrestling as Pac in AEW. Um, and it had one of the best women's matches I'd ever seen with Emma versus Paige for the first ever NXT Women's Championship. Okay. And that match was phenomenal. So between Pac having a really good match with Bo Dallas, Bo Leave, and the women's match, I and I think uh, the Ascension was on the show as like kind of the long-running tag team champions, and I believe they destroyed Too Cool as like a nostalgia act popping in. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three things I remember, and that was enough to make me think like, "Wow, this is a really fun alternative." Like you know, the Ascension. It's not like they were great, but they were memorable. The main event was good, and the women's match was really good. I, the best match of the show, I'd argue. And so that was enough to make me think, like, okay, I want to find out what's going on here. And then the next show had this really great Neville Tyson Kid main event, and show after that had that really great four-way main event. And again, as those shows are happening, now we're getting deeper into, like, okay, this is where the best women's wrestling in America is taking place. You had this great yeah. Charlotte Natalia match and then the horse women started interacting and yeah, it, they had the women's thing to really grab your attention. And then they had great wrestling up and down the car. I shouldn't say up and down the car, but in the main events to um, also have it too. And again, first impression, I forgot that very first, uh, NXT TakeOver show, first thing, not TakeOver, NXT Arrival, first thing to air on the network. The first mm-hmm. match was Sami Zayn versus Cesaro, which was a phenomenal match, one of the best of the year that year. And it couldn't have, they couldn't have made a better first impression. 
So yeah, as soon as I gave it a chance, I was hooked almost right away. Awesome. Sorry, I'm looking up um, that first show. Bo Dallas, man, whatever happened to him? <laughs> he had some really great vignettes for a while. I, I don't think he just had the in-ring chops to really have a long-standing career, but what did you think? Uh, same. <laughs> um, it is weird in hindsight that he was, you know, part of that show. Um, I, I kind of forget, you know, much after that, but um, he had a great I was gimmick. looking up no, I know that I know that you were gonna lose sleep tonight without knowing this, but I looked up Melter's ratings for that first arrival. Um, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, do you want to take a guess? I guess four and a half. Close four and a quarter. Okay. I don't know what that what that quarter of a star subtraction was for. You know, maybe. The, <laughs> Fact that it's Sammy Sane and not El Generico, maybe. Um, Missed a little for the chin lock spot. <laughs> uh, Neville Bo Dallas. I'm trying to see. They've got these little asterisks. It's hard to read, but three and a quarter, I think. But yeah. Uh, women's not great, Bob. Two and a two and three quarters. But like, well, he, at he's the, wrong about at that. The, <laughs> Well, and also, like at the time, women's wrestling on the on the main show was not. Um, it's definitely not what it is now, right? I mean, NXT right. kind of paved the way for that. So I think this match probably like just showed a lot of promise of what it could be and what NXT could do for women's wrestling. Yeah, like so the year before, there had been a pair of really good matches between. AJ Lee and Caitlin on pay-per-view. And it seemed like something might be turning the corner because AJ Lee's character work for the uh, year leading up to that. And then again, that year was some of the best in the company. Like she was interacting with main eventers on a consistent basis. And then after those two great matches, they just kind of moved on, moved away from it. And so it seemed like, well, okay, they're capable, but is it, only those two that are capable. Uh, it seemed like Natalia was pretty good, but she wasn't really getting that opportunity. And so it seemed like while they were ready on the main roster to really have some great women's matches, they just weren't doing it. And then that was like, you know, eight months passed, and then NXT popped up, and that's where they were doing it. So, so speaking of that, James, there, we talked earlier before we started recording about there being different eras for NXT. Yes. Do you want to quickly kind of touch on what those are? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so let me bring up our email here. Okay, so let's say the first is like the, uh, we'll call it the Sami Zayn era, okay? Sami Zayn wrestles the opening match on NXT Arrival, and that first year is really centered around his quest, uh, his frustrating quest to become NXT champion. And it ends at um, NXT Our Revolution, the third takeover show, which is um, where Kevin Owens debuts. And then Owens attacks Sammy, and then the next two takeovers are based around Kevin Owens versus Sammy Zayn. So those are sort of the Sammy takeovers. Uh, I'd, I would lump in 
uh, the first Brooklyn show, and then Brooklyn Respect, uh, London, and Dallas with Sammy Knock, and the another Sammy, sorry, another Smojo uh, Finn Balor match. I think probably NXT TakeOvers 1 through maybe 10, where mm-hmm. uh, Joe kind of beats Finn Balor and Balor's last TakeOver match. You can lump in together. It's like the early set, okay? After that, you have the uh, Brooklyn 2, where Nakamura beats Samoa Joe for the title. And I'd say that probably... That set probably ends with Brooklyn 3, which is where the Undisputed Era debuts, okay? I'd say the Undisputed Era... Hold on, sorry. Would that have, like, a a theme, that second era at all? Second era, um, the, the thread going through is sort of like the two established champions. So Nakamura, a huge star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then Bobby Roode takes the reins, big star from TNA. So I'd say the theme there is kind of the big stars from other promotions that had television time. So before yeah. you could, you know, bring up Sami Zayn from Ring of Honor, Kevin Owens from Ring of Honor, but their national television audience was so small, they were essentially new to most everybody, except for those few Ring of Honor fans, okay? There was Nakamura, again, big star in Japan, maybe not domestically, but um, Bobby Roode was definitely a big star in TNA, which had over a million viewers a week on average, I believe. I believe, I believe. So... That's sort of when you start bringing in, like, okay, and that's when Samoa Joe kind of came in, you know, was right before that period, a little bit, probably about a year before. But anyway, that's kind of when you have the, okay, Joe's a big star, Rude's a big star, Nakamura, you have these big individual talents, and then underneath them are sort of like the other people they're quote unquote developing. So you'll have like those one or two guys that are like fully developed, and then the other guys, okay? And you, and see, uh, it's really bad. Because <laughs> if you break it down, like, Balor was also fully developed. Hideo Itami was probably fully developed, a.k.a. Kenta. So, I don't know. What, yeah, but I, think, but I think, like, what what people remember it for, right? So, like, I, I it's weird. I, I never watched TNA ever. I think I've talked about that on the show before. Um, so, I, I think some people's, uh, view of Bobby Roode was like colored by their history of cinema TNA, which I, I don't know. I, I wonder if you <clears throat> see him almost like as a second rate star from being on TNA as opposed to WWE for that, you know, for so long. Whereas when I, when I saw him, I was like, dude, this guy <laughs> should be champion. Like he's awesome. Yeah. Not having any history of, you know, Oh, but he's just a TNA guy. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas New Japan, like you said, most people in the, in the States, no idea who Nakamura is. And he comes in looking like, you know, hot shit. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, give it all to him. Um, so I, I think it makes sense. Whereas the other guys you mentioned, like Atami, they're fully formed, but they weren't 
as big of stars. I don't, I don't think. Um, maybe, may, like maybe Valor, but but I, I, I don't know. What what would be the the next kind of arc? Would that just be the third kind of set of ten? So I'll say yeah, like the 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 third arc I kind of ended at Brooklyn three, which was the sixteenth or the second arc I ended at Brooklyn three, which was the sixteenth show. Okay. So it so let me how about I rename these, okay? The first set I'll call the really good like the first maybe two events, the first three are like really good, okay? The really good era, got it. Okay. And then the so that's like one through ten. The next set, like eleven through sixteen. Those are the great years. Okay. I'd awesome. say 17 um, through, gosh, seven, 17, 18, 19. I'd say 17 through 28. Are the gold and platinum <laughs> years okay? Mm-hmm. We're like they start putting on. Man, these are some of the best shows in the history of wrestling, too. But man, this set of shows makes those other best shows in the history of wrestling <laughs> sort of establish as not as good. Either. I always think of it as like the um, they can do no wrong era. <laughs> like yeah. every like every single takeover was out of the park like how they do it you know but. right so the first one i put in that era was war games the first war game show okay mm-hmm. that main event was amazing uh that also had alistair black versus velveteen dream in an incredibly memorable match and it had um almas versus drew where andrade won the title and a really good match and it had that four-way where Ember Moon won the belt in a really good match. Crazy. And then the next one had Gargano versus Almas, which is my top WWE match of all time. But then it also had um, the AOP versus the Undisputed Era. And it had Aleister Black versus Adam Cole in the match that you love to death. It and then the one after that was the uh, New Orleans show with uh, the first time Dave Meltzer gave two five-star matches in a single show for the WWE ever with the uh, North American title ladder match and Gargano Champa won. And that also had uh, Aleister Black versus Andrade. Jeez, um, the three-way with the uh, Roderick Strong heel turn where he joined the Undisputed Era. All this stuff, like, it's sort of what I'm calling the Golden Platinum Era. That's the era with Velveteen Dream. That's what's, you know, there's controversy there now. And I, I don't know how I feel about him. I don't, yeah. it's negative mostly, uh, if that stuff is even a little bit true. But it's the Undisputed Era. It's Johnny Gargano. All these parts kind of came together all at once. And it's sort of like that kind of magic moment where you had Austin Rock and Mick Foley all there at the same 
time. And then, oh, wait, you also have, like, The Undertaker and Triple H rising and becoming an emerging star. And that was all happening simultaneously. That's kind of like what happened with NXT, except the actual in-ring action was much, much better. Yeah. It, it's weird. I, I think <clears throat> I've mentioned before taking nostalgia out of things, if, mm-hmm. if possible. And I think some of these... Uh, takeovers would be like the best, you know, the best wrestling shows ever if we were able to separate, <laughs> you know, but Savage wasn't in it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and I think you've mentioned before that not to, <clears throat> not to spoil, but your number one ranking being the best pay-per-view of all time. Is that, am I remembering that right? You are, yeah. Uh, I, I've i gotten really lazy about keeping up with this the last few years, but for a while there, I had this running list of every big show for WWE or NXT I'd ever seen, and I would I kept like a numerical ranking of them, so like the first two would be one and two, and then I'd add in the third one and decide if it was higher or lower, and so I had this into like the 300s, right? And when this one particular takeover show happened, I put it at number one on the list above WrestleMania 17. Just because, again, from a time, a length of show, plus the highlights of the show, plus the match quality, plus the moments, the atmosphere, the crowd, everything. If I had a choice between show A or show B, I'd, I'd watch the NXT show. Well, I, I think about this with NXT so... Do you think it's it's helped by the fact that, you know, nine times out of ten there's five matches or, you know, maybe six or four, but generally around there, whereas WrestleMania sometimes have, like, 15 matches, um, <laughs> which could drag down, you know, the, the kind of average, right? So if there's 15 matches, one of them's five stars, but there's, like, four two-star matches... And NXT has, you know, four four-star matches and one five-star match. You're going to think of that one in higher esteem. Does that play into it, do you think? I think it does. And it's sort of like a different thing. It depends what you're there for, right? Like, if we were to do an episode where we drafted, like, our favorite shows of all time, okay? There would be a lot of moments, I'm sure, where we wouldn't say... So these are the great matches on this show, but where we'd say, because I got to have Randy Savage's crowning moment, like to use the person you just brought up, right? Yeah. Because star power does matter. Star power does increase your, your enjoyment of a show. It, I, I don't know what it is, but so I totally get like WrestleMania 17 has 11 matches and five of them are really good to great to all-time classic and then the other six are all really fun but the nxt show i think is better than it like you said it only has five matches but four of those matches are these are four of the best matches i've ever seen and they're all super fun and the fifth one is also quite good (laughs) well and i I don't remember you know wrestlemania 17 specifically as far as like match length and everything but i feel like when you you know when you watch it beginning to end, it doesn't feel like a takeover is like, you know, an hour and a half. Like it feels like 
meaty enough to be like a full pay-per-view, it might even be as long as some of those <laughs> 10 to 15 match WrestleManias or, you know, SummerSlams or whatever else. It's just they're, you know, they've got like five-minute matches or like squash matches in between and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this is like, no, we're only giving you like the really good stuff <clears throat> and it might be 20, 25-minute matches apiece. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. To uh, put it in a perspective for our hardcore listeners, I've never seen this said before, but I think everybody would agree. People usually really geek out for, like, the Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion shows. Okay, let's say, oh, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. If you took Wrestle Kingdom and you eliminated everything except for the last four to five matches, that's a takeover. (laughs) So Nice. Yeah, you just save yourself like two to three hours of time and you get four to five of the maybe best matches you're going to see all year that year. And the writing in NXT is so good that there are these great emotional stories unfolding that you do have an emotional crux and climax. It's not just like Ring of Honor, thousand kickouts based off one or two promos or angles it's like oh these have deep compelling stories that i am invested in and now i'm going to get this unbelievably good action attached with it so we were talking about we mentioned johnny gargano a few times was there another era after i think we what was that i'd say well they're kind of like i'm lumping the uk into the golden platinum era the other two i left off which are uh, show 29 and 30, the most recent two, that's the COVID era shows, right? So, again, you can kind of take those back to the great era, where they're really good, they have multiple good matches on them. They're just not the, oh my god, is this better than all the stuff I'd previously thought was one of the right. best shows of all time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, do you think we'll ever make it out Make it back to the the platinum era, James. <laughs> Signs point to yes. It just I don't even with like the Thunderdome stuff they're doing right now on SmackDown, right? I think that's going to be kind of a shortcut to get us there. Nice. All right. What do you think uh, of that? The Thunderdome, they call it, like Mad Max, where they have like screens projected of people watching the show and sounds to go along with it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, the the NBA does something kind of similar, and it's just it's just weird. Like I, I appreciate the you know the idea of like getting everybody <clears throat> like involved and stuff, but I don't know. Like, well, the recent takeover, you know, it was just I feel like, like takeovers done a really good job of making you forget that you know there's not a crowd there. Um, and I don't know if it's just like the camera angles being like close in and not showing the crowd as much or having like wrestlers out there to kind of cheer and boo some. Um, but it, it's not as awkward as like the main shows or or even like NBA or something like baseball uh, that I've watched where it's like, oh, my God, there's like nobody there, you know? Um yeah. So I'd almost just uh, rather them just, and you know, admit that there's not anybody there, and not do the whole screen thing. But that's that's just me. Okay. 
Okay, cool. So we mentioned Johnny Gargano, Gargano, sorry, in the um, gold and platinum eras, James. And One of we, the main for the gold and platinum eras. We we had kind of talked, you know, his his nickname. Um, one of them has become Johnny Takeover because he's main evented so many of them and kind of, you know, either main evented or stole stolen the show. Um, so we talked about, you know, is is that accurate or is there somebody else? What what are your um, thoughts on on Johnny Takeover? I totally think he's Mr. Takeover. Like you could have some other nominees, but I definitely think they'd all fall short because if you look at his single matches alone, that would be enough. But then he's got that tag team resume on top of it, where the best tag team matches at TakeOver have probably involved him. The best single matches have probably involved him. I His character work is fascinating to trace. Like uh, we've talked about on a previous podcast, like his total baby face to his destruction and the time spent between those two. So I think if you watch all his takeover matches in a row, not only would he have maybe the best wrestling collection of matches of all time, but you'd Mm -hmm. have this really cool character progression of him as a tag team guy building his reputation, then this great babyface run as a single to the slow heel turn to the full heel to the babyface back to heel. And you could just tell that story over his takeover run. And it's cool that you could do that with him. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it, I agree. I think it's really hard to make a case for, <clears throat> for anybody else. I don't even know. I mean, my like biased opinion would maybe be like Finn just because okay. like, like I had said, he had, he was the one that kind of got me into it, um, but I don't know that his, you know, his run um, was as long as like that's the thing about Gargano. When you were talking about, you know, like War Games being seventeen, well, the seventeenth event and it was two thousand seventeen. You know, that was he was the champ at that point, which means, you know, he had a year or two before then, building up to that, and he still. You know, this past, what, Super Tuesday, just recently, you know, he's in the main event going for, for the title. And it's just, like, to have then, five <laughs> years, like, of just being on top in some form or fashion, it's just it's just unprecedented, especially in, in NXT. So I, I would say he's got to have it. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a good argument. That's a good argument. <laughs> Are yeah, there any other I guys? mean, yeah, I think um, like the beginning, you know, you go back to the beginning, I think Sammy Zane would be up there um, for for putting on the map. Yeah, um, I think there was a time where Bailey and Finn Balor kind of together were sort of the like heart and soul of NXT. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and then, then uh, well, I mean, Adam Cole, like, you know, last couple years, and then yeah. and then honest, honestly, Champa. <laughs> um, yep. You know, Gargano's always there because you know he had stuff with with Cole and Almas and other people, and Champa's generally ranked high for all of his Gargano matches. But he's he's always there. You know, he's always 
um, right alongside. He was there with the with the tag team stuff with him. Um, nobody, as far as I knew, <laughs> um, was like, "Oh, this is Gargano's carrying this tag team, and Ciampa's just there along for the ride." Like they were both great to watch, you know, um, both delivered and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I he might be be up there as well. I think you're right, and Ciampa has his own great resume with uh, the Velveteen Dream match, the Aleister Black match, the Adam Cole match. Uh, he has a series of great matches, too, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the, gosh, the three Gargano matches that they did, and then the, all the DIY stuff, so... Well, that, that might explain why, you know, them two together leading into our, our top uh, <laughs> rankings would be a lot of those top takeovers. Um, do you want to get into our, are we doing top 10? So yeah, how about, yeah, we did want to rank every takeover. So how about we do our top 10 with like, you know, more in-depth discussion. And then at the end, we can just like run through our list if that's cool. That works. All right, cool. All right. Okay, so. This is the top 35 all takeover shows, the 30 uh, NXT takeovers, the three NXT UK takeovers, Arrival, and the Second Worlds Collide show. Awesome. Just to summarize again. All right, Josh, what's your number 10? My number 10 is NXT Portland from this year. So this is um, right before, (laughs) I mean... Technically during COVID. <laughs> um, so this is when we still had crowds, though, um, in the good old US of A. Um, 28th takeover. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I this is mostly for um, the main event, which was Adam Cole, Bebe, versus Tommaso Ciampo for the next new championship. Um, Adam Cole was the champion. Yeah. But also um, for Finn Gargano. I mean... You know, you had talked earlier about um, WWE starts coming back. Um, and I think Finn coming back to NXT was just perfect. Um, you know, like I said already, he, he's nostalgic for me for NXT because he's the one that got me into it. And they used him, you know, well in WWE. He got kind of the, the short end of the stick with his injury right after he won the the universal title, but um, never really shot to the to the highest um, of highs there. And coming back, it just felt like coming home, you know, for him. Um, I know he was big in, in New Japan as well, but NXT is where he really kind of took off. So, um, yeah, I, I love this takeover. I, I like to... Um, you know, Portland is a city that I love, so maybe that has a little bit of... I, I told James, you know, there were three tens for me, um, and so I don't know. This one edged it out for me for, for making the actual top ten list. So we'll cover the other two later, but just because we're here and we're having this discussion, what were the other two? Yeah, so the other two were 27 right before War Games, um, from last year, yep, the two War Games matches on that show was yeah. kind of the drama point, the women's and the men's, the Kevin yeah. Owens surprise return, right? That yeah, Dakota um, Kai's return, <laughs> and then the other was NXT 
um, the first UK, so Blackpool. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, some from January of last year. So those three uh, kind of could have gone either way, but ended up going with Portland. Okay. All right, Portland. I put Portland as 13th on my list. Okay. Uh, just behind War Games 2 and Chicago 2, which had Champa Gargano 2. Um, see, all right, honestly, I, I was about to read all the like, masses from Chicago 2, what makes <laughs> it so great. Yeah. I should clarify here. Like We've already talked about how great it is. Being a wrestling fan, Josh, you can tell me if you agree with me or not, okay? If there was, like, for whatever reason, I had to, like, forfeit everything, and I could only, like, hold on to, like, one wrestling thing to watch in the future, right? My first pick would be WrestleMania, but my second one would be NXT TakeOver. Like, I'll take the WrestleManias, and after that, I'll take the TakeOvers. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be Royal Rumbles after that, I think. Um, but they're so freaking good every time out. So, I mean, I look at my 13th ranked one, which was your number 10. And I think, like, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen, ever. Right. And I have it as 13th. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, and I had it, you know, possibly as 12 because of... The three-way tie there, so right. nuts. Okay. So, my number 10, I have uh, NXT TakeOver 25, okay? That had Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. It had Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, the second one. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. Uh, the four-way tag team ladder match, which I loved. I thought it was phenomenal. And that's where Adam Cole wins the title. Yeah. I, so, lo- I love that one. So I, I don't know. You, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, like, the 28-25, uh, I could easily... I'm pretty... 28, the way you talked about it. We didn't even mention, like, Keith Lee versus Dominic Jakovic. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Tegan Knox versus uh, Dakota Kai in the street fight. Uh, the Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights from Year 28, which are also oh, all so good. I could be like in a mood, be like, oh yeah, 28 is like my number two. I have a definitive number oh. one, right? <laughs> yeah. But 28, my 13th ranked one, I could also see as number two. Just like these are all so good. They're all and, so good. And, and I don't. I don't mean to hate. I'm I'm doing this to show how great Takeover is, but like we couldn't do that for WrestleMania. You know, I don't I don't think we could. Like, I, I feel either. like there'd be like five, you know, really great ones, and then you know, six makes sense at number six. You know, seven makes sense at number seven. That kind of thing. Whereas, like you said, this is like shit, man. These are all interchangeable. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so I. I don't know how you want to do um, ones where, you know, you pick one and then it's it's ranked higher for me. Um, if you just want to talk about it at the same time or how that works. Um, but, yeah, that, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I have 25 as, sorry, I'm going to look. I have it as my number seven. All right. I so just, what are your thoughts on 25? Yeah, I just, I mean, it's... Uh, Gargano and Adam Cole are probably my two favorite current wrestlers. Um, and that that match is insane. 
it's it's kind of hard to like really say <laughs> much about Gargano matches um, because Other it's than, just all yeah. hyperbole. Match of know. the decade nominee. It, it, it's the kind Good of thing like created it as the greatest match in WWE history. Did he really? I don't think I remember that. What what I was it he, like? Five and a half stars or something? Or I think he gave it six. I, I might be wrong. I'm gonna watch but, this as I go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look it up real fast. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll we'll have a race here. I'm doing it too. Gargano. You don't have Meltzer ratings uh, shortcutted on your. I'm just kidding. <laughs> do uh, you have it shortcutted? I do. Um, so five and a half. Five, stars, uh, right? five, five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Super nerdy. Um, yeah, right. Twenty-five WrestleMania or <laughs> WrestleMania Takeover twenty-five. Uh, yeah. Russell said it's five and a half, and you got five and a quarter. I'm on uh, iwnerd.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Very anyway, fun. regardless, it, it's great. ProfightDB, ProfightDatabase.com. <laughs> We're losing listeners by the second. <laughs> I, 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 let's, just, let's, let's drop it. Let's drop it. <laughs> um, no, I was just kidding, James. Um but yeah, so one that we breezed past, if you will, is the Velveteen Dream, Tyler Breeze. I, I think for the sake of this um, show and this conversation, we can talk about Velveteen Dream and Kayfabe. Um, yes, and the, the, the on-screen character, not the dude that portrays. <laughs> yes. And this was, I feel like, what, June of last year, this was really at his peak of holy crap this guy is going places yeah and yeah. and this match delivered i, I love the shana basler eo shirai match i don't know what mm-hmm. old uncle uncle dave gave but <laughs> four four stars i'm a big um shirai fan so but yeah it's just top to bottom i mean i've got it up 3.75 was the lowest <laughs> ranking um, <laughs> of of the night. So, Jeez. yeah, great show. Great show. I feel like we're only going to get more hyperbole <laughs> as we go. But you know, like how some internet wrestling fans are like too negative on things. This show's going to be the polar opposite of yeah. that. It'll be us raving. <laughs> well, so, the yeah. next one. Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of, if we have any kind of lapsed wrestling fans who are sort of wondering if they should get interested in something, drop your 10 bucks, subscribe to the network one month, and just watch some of the last, like, 15 or so takeovers. <laughs> and just enjoy the uh, the spread. Enjoy the buffet, because it's like everything's filet mignon with lobster. It's all so good. And, and while we're talking about it, if you don't know... Um... You know, if you feel like, oh, I don't know anything about NXT, like, the promo packages are great. <laughs> Even that, you know, in NXT, they sum up what you need to know um, prior to each match. So, you know, my cousin, Bud, I know you're watching all of um, the WWE. Just wait till you get to NXT, you know. Dude. Um, 
Hey, bud, uh, you're going to love it, man. I, I would highly recommend including that in your rotation. You'll be hooked for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, we ready for, for our number nines? Number nines, yeah. What do you have for number nine? So, I had... I, I always did the um, number two. So, there's 22 war games um, from November 2018. Um, so this would have been War Games 2, is that right? War Games yeah. 2, yeah, that had uh, the Undisputed Era against, gosh, who was it, Pete Dunne, Dunn, Ricochet. Ricochet, and the War Raiders. And Raiders, okay. And then um, Champa versus Velveteen Dream, uh, Shayna Baszler Black. versus Kyrie Sane, 2 out of 3 falls, Black <laughs> versus Gargano. Black versus Gargano. Dude, um, that was the matches of the year that year. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I think we talked about it probably around this time, like the around this event, like what Thanksgiving at the McMahon house is like. Because, <laughs> like, you gotta think that Triple H is just so smug, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, that was a nice Survivor Series he had there, Vince. Uh, let me pull up uh, the ratings for Takeover, you know? Cause it's just it's just unreal. I, I I just don't know how I just don't know how they do how they do it. <laughs> um, I also don't. Gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, yeah, keep going. But, but but yeah, this one specifically, um, the war games like trope. I love um, when they very first announced. I was a little you know uh, I don't know how this is gonna go, but. They they pull it off and it's it is ridiculous but it's it's a good ridiculous um, and and I love it so uh, I, I I like pretty much everybody that's in the main event um, Pete Dunne you know all of Undisputed Era Ricochet they're just all so entertaining and that match is awesome um, Cargano isn't even a title. <laughs> match but him and black kind of you know steal the show um yes yeah it's just fantastic okay uh what number is that again uh let me see here 20 it's it's 22 it's a second uh 22nd takeover okay. um, i have that at 12 okay awesome yeah oh man yeah that show is great uh, my number nine is the Worlds Collide 2 from, that would be this year, early this year, um, I believe, yeah, January 25th, 2020. Did this one make your list? No, it did not. Okay. All right, so Finn Balor versus, I'm going to get this guy's name wrong, uh, Aja Druganov, kind of that kind of rougher technical yeah. dude. Uh, that was the opening match. They went about 14 minutes. And that, and that match is like a high B, B-plus match, man. It was awesome. Okay. That is one of the worst matches on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a four-way for the Cruiserweight title that's really good. The D- All right, so here's the thing. DIY versus Mustache Mountain is on the show, which is like a dream match, okay? DIY, we've talked about that. Scargano and Ciampa. Obviously, um, and Mustache Mountain, man. So, <laughs> what's uh, Trent Seven is a good wrestler, sometimes very good. Okay, 
But yeah. Tyler Bate is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. And so having him specifically in the ring with Gargano and Ciampa, I watched that match and I thought, man, that match was unreal, but I can't believe they only gave them like 10 minutes. Well, the match wasn't 10 minutes. It was 23 minutes. It just flew by because the storytelling was so engrossing. Yeah. Um, And then you had Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm in a rematch. They went, they only went 10 minutes. That one probably uh, got cut short due to injury. Um, And everyone was fine. Just sometimes they have to cut out early. And then the main event, right? The Undisputed Era versus Walter and Imperium. That was a 30-minute match, uh, four-on-four. And that match was one of the best takeover main events I've ever seen. And that saying something, I- I'd give it an A to an A+. The action was so good. Everybody got a chance to show how great they can be in that match. It was... Uh, somebody went out with an injury, uh, unplanned, to make it four-on-three for the majority of the match. And they didn't miss a beat. They just kept on going, and it was still phenomenal. I can't, and again, that show is about three hours long. It just flies by. It's so good. And I know it's kind of one of these things where I know in my head probably not a ton of people watched it just because there were no big, uh, there wasn't a big build to what might be a title change, you know? It was being promoted the same time as a couple of other takeovers on each brand. So it sort of took second place behind those two in promotion. But when they got there, it was just aces up and down the card. (laughs) So worlds collide, especially the DIY Mustache Mountain and the Imperium Undisputed Era main event. Number nine. And uh, since this came up here, I want to mention Undisputed Era. Good gravy, modern horsemen. They're just like putting on these A-level matches every time they have matches on the show. How good is the Undisputed Era, Josh? Yeah, I I, I love uh, Undisputed Era. I, I remember when they added Roderick Strong, I was kind of thinking like, you know, he's, he's awesome and stuff, but I was like, oh, they're messing with perfection. This is going to not go so great. And I feel like it got even better. <laughs> I agree. Um, after that so yeah it's 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 crazy um so have you seen that uh do you have any memories of that main event or of the diy mustache mountain match not not specifically um i was looking i had that for what it's worth um at number 19 um but yeah yeah, I mean, <laughs> still, you know, <laughs> amazing. I, I, I like Ripley Storm um, anytime mm-hmm. they're together. I love, and, and I had that one as a note for that one as well. But, um, yeah. Excellent. All right. So, number eight. Um, this is a little bit of kind of a nostalgia pick for me it's the first war games uh, okay um, 2017 the event Dude, overall is it really okay well then yeah. i don't feel so bad i was 
I was kind of looking at them like, well, I mean, these are, you know, they're good, but they're not all-timers. But um, hey, the is real. <laughs> yeah, the first the first four games was just like, oh my god, like just all out, um, just chaos. So it was the Authors of Pain um, and Roderick Strong versus Sanity <laughs> versus the Undisputed <laughs> Era. Um, yeah, you know, at that time, not not having uh, Roderick. Um, and just like I said, just just crazy, just chaos. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's two uh, wrestling rings pushed together uh, because why not, right? Right. Uh, and surra- surrounded by a cage, right? Am I crazy? No, no. that's correct. They surround yeah. both rings with one giant cage. <laughs> so stupid. I love I love the War Games takeovers because they're so awkward during the other matches because <laughs> they're like you know the rings are still together so they kind of have to just film them as if they're not and it's just kind of funny um right but yeah I, I love dream versus black on this one um big fan of almas and uh his match with mcintyre is ironically you know not really the the match that gets talked about uh because of the War games, but that match is awesome too. So, so yeah, that's my number eight. Yeah, that's where almost wins the title, and Drew goes out with an injury also on in that match. Yeah, that sidelines him for about a year, uh, and now he's on the main roster and he's a WWE champion. Won the main event of WrestleMania this year, so he's stepped up. Spoiler. Yeah, and that match you mentioned, uh, Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. Alistair mm-hmm. Black had already gotten notoriety and people had picked up that he was really good. Velveteen Dream, to that point, had done squash matches. He would, again, he kind of rocks this Prince gimmick, if any of our listeners yeah. don't know who he is. His finisher is called the Purple Rainmaker. Um, <laughs> and to that point, he hadn't really had a competitive match that was good. And so the assumption from me and at least a couple of our friends, Ryan and Tommy back then, was that he was bad. It's like, oh, this guy sucks. He's just a gimmick. You know, he's going to be gone in a couple months. Because it was sort of in that in-between period where something like that could theoretically happen. And then he has this match with Black. And it's one of, if not the best storytelling matches of like a five-year span. Everything they do makes sense. They take their time. They had their... Again, the angle going in was so weird where Velveteen Dream just wants attention. So he wants Aleister Black to acknowledge him. And Aleister Black is this very serious goth guy. And he's saying Velveteen Dream is a child. And I'm not going to give in to his childish demands. And so it sort of manifests itself in Velveteen Dream wanting Aleister Black to say his name and Alistair Black would never give him the satisfaction of doing that. It it barely makes sense to talk about, right? And it won, like, Feud of the Year, that year in NXT. Awesome. <laughs> right. And then they do this match, and they just play up every story element in this match, where Dream wants Black to acknowledge him, Black is barely tolerating him, so Dream starts mocking Black, and that arises the anger and then they finally do their back and forth action and dream wins blacks to respect and it's it's great it's great if they're i've said before that if somebody asked me 
Okay, what is pro wrestling about? Just show me one match. That might be the match I show them. <laughs> because it's illogical, it's easy to follow, it's interesting, the action's really good. And again, it is like the drama of wrestling, the soap opera of it. It's all there. It's really well done. <laughs> so good. All right, Josh, well, you ready? All right. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to no, say, man? I was just saying, all right, number seven, right? Um, yeah, number seven. Oh, I talked about this. This was my WrestleMania 25. Um, sorry, TakeOver 25. Oh. <laughs> whenever, I see the, whenever I see the Roman numerals, I think WrestleMania. Um, but we talked about that, right? The yeah, yeah. So you have one ad that we missed. Um, I don't remember talking much about um, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong, but we did not. Uh, but yeah, Matt Riddle, <laughs> similar to Velveteen Dream. I was like, oh my god, this this bro. I mean, he plays into that, but I, I remember him from UFC and just thinking like this guy no way um and just I, I just don't know how they they do it with the spotting talent and maybe there's you know a bunch of nxt people that had a few matches and then went away and we never talk about them again and i'm just forgetting about them but it seems like everybody that they pick up is just destined for greatness so um yeah okay all right so that's your number seven yeah. My number seven is NXT UK Blackpool 1. Awesome. Is that on your list anywhere? So that was... Um, that's the January 2019? Yes. That was my tied for 10th. So that was my 13th. Okay. No, sorry, 12th. 12th. All right, cool. Okay, so... On this show, we have Mustache Mountain, again, versus uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, as they would come to be called. Drake and Gibson. That's the opener. That match is probably like an A-, minus. okay? Uh, Travis Banks against Jordan Devlin is a good match. Finn Balor has a surprise appearance to take Travis Banks. Pl- Sorry, it's not Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. Bank yeah. gets taken out, and so it's Finn Balor versus Jordan yeah, Devlin. I love that. I love that part. Yeah, that was a great surprise. And Balor's your dude, man. Yeah, and and I was <laughs> going into the match. I was a big Devlin fan too, so it's kind of like ah, oh. but yeah, it was it was entertaining for sure and um, unexpected too. So good stuff. Yeah, they have a good uh, Haas match. It's a shame Jr. wasn't there to call Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff. Just really tall dude versus a really thick dude, and they beat the <laughs> crap out of each other. Uh, Kaylee Ray shows up in the crowd as a cool surprise. And then Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley tear the house down for 15 minutes. They have a great match. And then, dude, the main event, Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey. Yeah. Jeez, um, Pete. They go 35 minutes. And, yeah, it's stupid how good the match is. And just when I'm thinking, like, Man, this is one of the best TakeOver main events I've ever seen. Walter shows up. And me, having never seen him before, only read the name, he has such just a natural, silent charisma that it felt, even to me, like, this is a big deal. This is, this is something big. And the crowd gives him a superstar reaction. 
And all he does is straighten his back. And, like, all 15,000 people or 10,000, whatever it is, along with me and my seat, I'll go, like, oh, just when he straightens, straightens his back to beat Dunn. It's great. Great surprise ending. Great main event. I That first NXT UK Blackpool show, again, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen, and I only ranked it as seventh best on this list. Uh, you're making me want to move this up. Um, it, it's just so good. And uh, the Walter coming out, it's funny. Like, it, it's just a stare down, you know, and, and you kind of think, like, the normal stuff or whatever. And he does this this back straightening thing that you're talking about, which is this kind of uh, um, whatever, his, you know, his stick or whatever, which, like you said, you, you generally don't know if you're watching NXT, but... Um, and seeing him show up, but you just kind of get the feeling that like, oh, this is his thing or whatever, and it's it's just a really cool moment. Um, and you know he's <laughs> there for the belt, and he's there, you know, to be like the next big guy, and and it's just really, really good. So good pick. Yes, yes. All right, Josh, number six, man. We're all, just outside the top five. What do you have? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how much, much of this is going to cross over, but um, my number six is NXT Toronto. Number, so number 26, uh, August 2019. So we have Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match, which is, is one, of my, one of my favorite Gargano matches. Um, and that's most, most of the reason um, that I picked this, but... That's the three stages of hell match. Yeah. Yeah, he which is, you know. You regal with, with the cage with all the weapons drops from the ceiling for the third fall. Yeah, and and Adam Cole, the look on his face is worth five stars. He just looks scared <laughs> out of his mind. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that uh, pay-per-view also had uh, Dream versus um, Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong in a triple threat, which is awesome. So um, good. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, which I, I love that that whole like feud that they had, and um, the Street Profits, which were um, awesome in NXT um, yeah. versus Undisputed Era. I this is one of those that I feel like every every single match it's just fantastic. So yeah. so yeah. I, I agree, and um, it, which is why I also ranked it at number six. Awesome. <laughs> um, it's not that every match delivered. Every match had incredibly high expectations and then over-delivered. My match of the night was actually Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Nice. Just because I think they went 15 or 16 minutes, and that ending that really showed Io Shirai as... She was kind of a freshly turned heel at that point, I believe. She had mm-hmm. turned against Candace. And she just, it shows her as a killer. And it makes Candace LeRae look like this great underdog babyface who just won't quit until she really has no choice in the matter whatsoever. Yeah. It's such a good story. And, dude, even not a match, but that uh, Matt Riddle, uh, Killian Dane brawl. Oh, yeah. It, I forgot about that. It's just a like, five, ten minutes. That is, like, a four-star brawl that's not even a match, and that's just a bonus on the show. 
The uh, the only down spot I'd say is Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim, which wasn't good. Um, but I also didn't expect that to be good, so <laughs> I just sort of waited it for it to be over. But everything else, good yeah. gravy. What a good show. Yeah, and and even I meant I meant to say the two out of three like generally not a fun watch uh, because they're kind of you know you know where you're going with them. I think we talked about this with. Um, Omega Okada, but every now and then, when you can get it to work right, then it work. It just it's so much fun, and and this one, I feel like they did that, especially with the the surprise at the end. So it's sort of yeah. a signature match of NXT when you say like when they do two out of three falls, I automatically think like, oh, this is going to be really, really good. Yeah, there's a uh, one that'll be coming up, I think, on a few of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in the top five, but yeah, I agree. All right. Speaking of the top five, Josh, what do you have at number five? Uh, did you do? You did your numbers. Oh, that was also your number six. Um, mm-hmm. So my number five is Takeover Brooklyn Four. Um, okay. So you know Barclay always great. Uh, this. Uh, this is, it's tough. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, going into this discussion, as much as we could, we should abstain from much Gargano Ciampa talk because that'll definitely be a feud we do one day. But also, if we're going to do the top five takeovers, it's hard not to talk about yes. them. So, yes, so this was uh, Ciampa Gargano in a last man standing match, which I think was their third one. Is that right, James? That's right, yeah. Um, it's it's a little over the top. <laughs> um, it's, it's you know, it's it's my third ranked Ciampa Gargano match. Um, <laughs> spoiler, but... A mere five stars, perhaps. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's fantastic. I did not super love the, the very end of that match where Gargano knocks his knee into a speaker and kind of can't get back up. Um, oh, I love that. Where, like, he became his own worst enemy because yeah. he let hatred get the best of him and it screwed I, him I, over. I like the idea. I just felt like it was a little, I, I don't know. I think maybe I was just super wanting Gargano to win. Um, but yeah, there's also Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain, which is yeah. amazing. Kyrie Sane defeating Shayna Baszler, which is awesome. Adam mm-hmm. Cole versus Ricochet. I mean, I still know why this isn't my number one. Uh, <laughs> and, and you that know, match is unreal, by the way. I was thinking <clears throat> when I made this list too, like, you know, we've talked before about the year 2018. And uh, I'll just say three of my five, uh, three of my top five are in 2018. Yes. Um, and I, I know NXT takeovers, you know, have only been around since, what, 2014 or whatever it was. But still, I think 2018, there was something <laughs> in the water. Um, right. and, and and this this one was was up there for sure. So, um, yeah, Brooklyn Four is my number right, five. So Brooklyn Four is my number two. Okay. okay. And... Um, that show, it also had Matt Riddle debuting at ringside, which he had been hyped before as he'd be a great WWE guy. And uh, that was like the first I'd ever seen of him. It's like, oh, he, okay, he's coming in. Mm-hmm. So good. 
that I was I will say that Ricochet versus Adam Cole match. You saw the show before I did, okay? So I remember you texted me and said, "Dude, Ricochet versus Adam Cole is beyond <laughs> phenomenal." And so I was watching it very, very intently to kind of see what you saw. And I just lost myself in it because it was so, so good. And then maybe, arguably, somehow, for me, the main event even topped it. Uh, Gargano Champa 3 is my favorite of the three. I, I actually really like the ending where I felt like, okay, what screwed Gargano over is that he betrayed who he was essentially he gave into his hate which isn't who he quote unquote really is mm-hmm. and that's what lost the match for him um and again i was looking forward to a conclusion to that story we had it but it was not in the way that was originally planned you know right yeah but um yeah i i love brooklyn for and like you said you're looking at it and thinking why is that num- not number one I totally get it. <laughs> it's so good, man. Well, you well you had it pretty close at number two, so we'll yes. we'll see um, where this goes. But so so, what was your number five? So my number five, this is it could be a lot of people's number ones. It might be your number one. Is number nineteen NXT Takeover New Orleans, the show <laughs> that Dave Meltzer had two five star matches on. Yeah, th- this is my number one. For sure. Okay. Um, I, go, go ahead, James. Well, why don't we put off talking about it and we can do our number ones kind of together okay. because that sure. means you'll definitely have my number one somewhere in your top five, too. I'm sure. Um, All right. So, what do you got for four? So four was NXT uh, UK Cardiff. Um, okay. That's my number three. Uh, okay. I, I, I love this one. This was, you know, the, the second NXT UK one. So there's a lot of just... Um, you know that you, you don't have to worry about them delivering um, with UK takeovers as well. So there's almost like an anticipation. Um, the The main event definitely is like the main event. It's uh, oh my god, Tyler Bate. Um, I just looked it up. It's like, Dave Meltzer gave over five stars. Yeah, to five and a quarter stars. So, I mean. It, I know it doesn't matter, but also, like, Meltzer giving WWE matches, regardless of if it's NXT, even five stars. You know, it used to happen, like, once every five or ten years. And with the NXT shows, it was happening, like, every other show for, you know, a few a few years. And that's one t- totally worthy, um, ultimate, like, big guy <laughs> versus underdog. Um matchup and it's just i mean it's just it's just a, a masterpiece um tyler bait looks like the biggest baby face to every baby face coming out of that yeah it's just so good everybody wins um there's also a a weirdly good cesaro versus dragonoff match um, yep. and then this this kind of nxt uh uk tag team championship thing with Gallus versus Grizzled Young Vets versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, which you know, kind of like you pluck your good guys. You read that and you're like, what? <laughs> but it's, it's just fantastic. <laughs> it um, is, I, yeah. I, I love it. So 
so yeah, I I love I love Walter. I'm a huge fan, um, but that main event helped push it way up to to number four for me. So yeah, that show also has a Mastiff versus Joe Coffee and a yeah. Hoss match that I absolutely loved, and yeah. Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm. That was a really good match. They ripped it up uh, for about oh, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yep. And again, like you said, that Tyler Bate versus Walter main event, that's a 42-minute match. Oh, my and God. Yeah. And it, like, I remember noticing, like, I've been watching this for over half an hour. How long is it going to go? And not in a bad way, just, like, being engrossed. Like, I was on the edge of my seat when I looked up at the clock. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, I, here we go, I, man. I did not remember it being that long. That's crazy. Like, Walter's a big dude. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> for him to be able to go that long and perform at a high level is just, just nuts. Um, this is also the show. Um, I'm, it, I'm sorry. It's almost midnight. I'm sort of brain farting. The name of the guy that wrote Hamilton. Oh, uh, Lin Manuel. Yeah, Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda was at was at this show, and he was live tweeting about like this is phenomenal. This is so good. Cesar's the coolest dude. He yeah. was just like, yeah, just going on about how great this show was. So I was like, are you ever going to go to another wrestling show? It's like, NXT TakeOver UK. I will be at another one of these one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, gosh. Loved it. And yeah, it. I, I'm just rambling. But dude, that main event, that... I think I have that as my match of the year that year. I think um, it's unreal. And again, if you have the network and you haven't seen that match, go watch that match like ASAP. It's it's great. Yeah, I I'm, I'm having a hard time picking what I'm gonna watch as I go to bed tonight because I'm <laughs> like all of these are so good, and I'm just like, oh, I want to rewatch this. I'm gonna rewatch that, but. Um, all right, James. if we what is, if like WWE commissioned if WWE commissioned you and me to make a best of takeover set and we kind of determined like there's too many awesome matches so we're gonna have to narrow it down to the matches that we would only give like four and three quarter to five stars or higher to mm-hmm. it would still have to be like five disc long to fit yeah. everything on yeah twenty five matches jeez Pete okay so. That was your number four, right? Four, yep. Okay, that's my number three. So my number four is NXT Blackpool 2. <laughs> awesome. I, okay. I have that all the way down at number 14. Okay. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to see if I can um, again make you doubt, like, oh, gosh, how sure. is this not? Yeah. So the opening match, Tyler Bate, the dude in that Walter match we just talked about, Against Jordan Devlin, uh, who had that great match with Finn Balor. And that's a really good match. Um, the women's title is a three-way with Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Niven, which is, to date, probably my favorite women's match on a uh, NXT UK takeover. It's really, really good. Uh, Eddie Dennis versus Trent Seven, they have a good match. And then there is a uh, ladder match. Again, three tag teams. We mentioned that uh, the last UK show had that, that three-way tag team match. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 
again, Gal- or sorry, this is a four-way tag team match. It's the same three teams, Gallus, Gristled, Young Vets, uh, Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews, and then they add in Imperium, and they add in Ladders. It's phenomenal. And then the main event is the uh, challenger in the first NXT UK takeover, Joe Coffey, challenging Walter to a match. And, geez, little Pete, they, sorry, I, can I look up the time for this really quick? Of course. Yeah. All right. Ah, hold on. I want to see how long they go in that match. Jeez. I know my grades for this show are like A, A, A minus A for all the matches. That main event, 28 minutes long, 27 minutes, 40 seconds. And they just beat, it's two big, thick dudes just beating the crap out of each other. And it's one of those wrestling matches where you watch it and you think they had a conversation backstage and thought, you know what would make this look really good? If we didn't fake it, if we just let each each other really hard, (laughs) right? What if instead of like pretending to hit me with a forearm and getting it snug, you really hit me really hard? Um, It's great. And then for another surprise ending, this was right before the uh, Worlds Collide 2 show that I mentioned. So you have Walter and Imperium celebrating and you're like, man, what a good show. And then the Undisputed Era hits the ring and jumps them, beats the crap out of them. It's awesome. What the, what, what the hell? Oh my god! Nigel! It's the Undisputed Era! Cole, Fish, Strong, O'Reilly! They just kind of clear the ring. Incredible! Love this show so much. Yeah. It's great. Um, It's dumb to me that I have anything higher than this, but I have three shows higher than it, and we already (laughs) talked about one of them. All right. Let's see here. You're number three. So my number three, NXT Chicago 2. Um, that is NXT 20 and June 2018. Okay, that's my number 11. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is um, Gargano Ciampa 2, <laughs> right? In yep. a Chicago street fight. Um, also... Uh, Dream versus Ricochet, which is amazing. Um, Let's see here real fast. It's got uh, Aleister Black versus uh, Lars. What's his name? Yeah, um, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, and that's a really good match. Yeah, the the one I was trying to think of, um, yeah, is the Undisputed Era versus... Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. I I don't know what it is um, about that match, but I remember when I saw it, I was like, 
I, I mean, I was just in love. I I, I love that match so much. Um, that was in my top ten for that year. I do, too. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I mean, they're like not no-namers, but I mean, you know, pretty much no-namers. And um, it just shows the depth of their roster. I mean, a, a guy named Oni Lorkin, <laughs> like, <laughs> being like, holy shit, five-star, you know, like, it's yeah. just so good. Um, the funny thing, too, is, like, the Undisputed Era are such talents and so charismatic and such good characters. Even though they're heels, the crowd was totally on their side. But Lurkin and Birch were so good that by the end, they were cheering the good guys as the good guys and booing the bad guys. And then they gave uh, Lurkin and Birch, I think, a standing O after the match just because yep. anyone that wasn't with them was like, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, you're actually great. My apologies. Yeah, it was definitely one of those, like, break the fourth wall after the match where there were, everybody was just like, man, what a freaking match. Um, yeah. Well, once again, what an effort from the team of Oli Lorcan and Danny Burke. Talking about a war. That was an absolute battle. That was a fight right there. What a way to start off. What a way for Takeover Chicago to get in the books. Challengers may be disappointed, but they can keep their heads held high. the show i don't know how you know uh i looked it up 16 minutes long so it's not like you know nothing crazy but it's just a a really really good match uh war raiders um to the mighty um just looking at the other ones shannon baszler versus nikki cross is a really good match for shannon baszler Let's just well, say just, is a very unique talent, and she's a lot of yeah. fun to watch. And she can bring out the strengths in uh, her opponents a lot better than a lot of other wrestlers can, male or female. And Shayna Baszler played really well as, like, she's the killer who's dominating everybody. But Nikki Cross is the X factor because she's kind of crazy. And so that made for a really fun dynamic. Yeah, and the, um, the main event, you know, it's kind of like all... Um, what was it? I guess all three of the first ones were some version of a, a, a no DQ kind of match, and you'd think like it gets a little gimmicky. Um, I but I don't think you know I don't think it did. But this one was some of my favorite stuff with that. So like especially the very end where Gargano is just um just so like on top um. And he has Chompa handcuffed, <laughs> and, and it just appears there's no way out. <laughs> and um, Chompa gets him with, you know, while still in handcuffs, gets him around the head and does a DDT on <laughs> and explodes. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I can't recall ever seeing somebody tear up the ring in a match like that. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened. I think I, I think I asked you that. I was like, has that ever been done? I'm sure, like some weird ass ECW stuff, maybe. But right, and, and and WWE, NXT, even New Japan, and Ring of Honor. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I had. So I can't recall um, seeing where they remove the mat and it's just like, oh. Look at a wrestling ring. That mat's really thin, and there's just like hard wood, which it just matter. adds, you know, all, all of the no DQ stuff just really adds to the kind of like the the hatred they have for each other. So I felt like this one really pulled it off well, and that's why it's my number three. I I agree. It's a phenomenal show. All right, so my number three. Um, Do we talk about uh, NXT UK Cardiff? already yeah that was my number four okay um oh walter, yeah that's right walter bait yes Taylor yes Bates. anything I, else else you want to say on the james no no i think uh I covered it well on my end it it's great <laughs> yeah it's great it's great um when it's funny when we had our second daughter last year uh anastasia and i bought a new t-shirt just because i wanted to be in a good mood like just to kind of get myself in a happy place the day she was born because we'd just like been through so much we'd waited so long for it as like a dumb shallow thing for myself i bought myself a wrestling t-shirt and the wrestling t-shirt i got was set nxt takeover on it (laughs) just because even i look forward to those so much and again it's the thing with like you and me just like we love texting each other back and forth, kind of talking about those. And um, I, I, I can't say enough good things. If we were to take away personal experiences, the quote-unquote nostalgia, and just look at things objectively, do you think it's fair to say that NXT TakeOver is, to our knowledge, the best consistent thing in the history of wrestling? Uh, I think so, for sure. I do, too. Like, I've watched, you know, I've gone back, watched most all of the Wrestle Kingdoms, even back to where the quality is way down. Seen a bunch of the Dominions, and New Japan, for some fans, has, like, this mythical quality. But the truth is, as great as they are, they're not as good as NXT TakeOver shows. Yeah, I agree. And and, and it doesn't look like it's stopping. You know, that's what I meant to say that earlier about... um, (laughs) What was it? Let me see real fast. The NXT Portland from this year, like it's, it's 2020, <laughs> and I was like, well, surely this is going to fizzle a little bit. Not all of the wrestlers are still there. There's people that have moved on, and it's still like just so, so good. And I, I just I just don't see it stopping anytime soon. But yeah, so so my my number two is NXT 24 New York. Okay, so uh, is my number one. Okay. And we've already talked about my number two, which was Brooklyn 4, which was the Gargano Champa 3. Okay. <laughs> so many numbers. Yep. Right. So do you want to talk about your number one first, New Orleans, or my number one, New York? Um, it, it doesn't matter. So, so, you had, so you had New Orleans as, what was it, four something? And your uh, I had it at number five. Five, okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, One of the best shows in history I had at number five. Yeah, 
Um, like you had mentioned, two five-star matches, um, which was Gargano and Ciampa and the Almas and Black match. Is that, that was the other one, right? Um, I know that was on the show. Let me see if that was the one. That was not the other one. The other one was the North American <laughs> Championship ladder match. Yes. I'm sorry, Josh. Black and Almas was, I, and again, I don't you know, or really care much what Dave Meltzer gave it, but again, for us, I'm sure that was like a mere B plus A minus match. Yeah. That also had the uh, Roderick Strong heel turn where he joined the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Which was a great moment. Sorry, so I'm starting. We... Sorry, go ahead. I'm starting to confuse myself um, because of lack of sleep, I think. Sorry. Okay. What were you going to say, James? We like talked a lot objectively about these and things we love about them. But do you have any. This is rat number one. Do you have any like personal memories or connections with this show that you can recall? Like, do you recall when you were watching it, or like who you were watching it with, what you were doing, anything like that? So let me see. New Orleans was that was. Let me think. Hold on. Let me think about my my kids' birthdays. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. So that's what I thought. So this was when I was in Florida. And we went to Florida on a family trip. That's and right. I thought that I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to watch this or Mania live. Uh, we were staying at Justice Grandma's house. And I basically just, you know, made enough of a, a nerd stink about it to where they were like, whatever, you can watch it. And um, yeah. but I kind of put, put all my eggs in the basket of Mania, which, you know, after talking about this for two hours and in hindsight i don't really understand why maybe because i just knew takeover was going to be great and you know to get like non-wrestling fans to watch wrestlemania made more sense um but so i remember i had the same laptop that i'm on now um (laughs) with me and watched takeover just like (laughs) on the couch you know by myself and um this was you know i'm kind of a sucker for like the first um thing in like trilogies or stuff like that so like the first godfather i like more than the second one and that kind of thing and so this being um the first thing with gargano and Ciampa, i think definitely helped push my love for it up a notch it's just kind of like this is when (laughs) you know when it all comes to a head of course you know there's going to be more because it's wrestling but I was just so pumped for that match. And then, of course, it delivers. So Black, almost I loved. I, I love Zelina Vega as, as a yes. manager. I think she's one of the best. It's a phenomenal um, personality. So f- just so much fun and, like, actually adds to the matches as opposed to just being out there. And then the Undisputed Era and the Authors of Pain with Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong, that was the other five star match. That that five star match is eleven minutes long. It's just crazy. But uh, wait, the tag team match? That's not the five star match. No, the, I'm an idiot, James. Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the ladder match, North American title, and that yep. sh- that match was the uh, debut of EC3, which didn't really go much of anywhere. But it was right. also the debut of Ricochet in that match. 
It was star-stacked match. You could kind of see any of the guys in it winning. You can make a case for any of them. Yeah, and I and I was a big um, Adam Cole fan from like being the elite and everything. And I, I kind of just assumed that they were going to go with EC3 because of his look. <laughs> and, right. Um, or maybe Ricochet for like the the Rey Mysterio angle. So I was super pumped when Adam Cole won. So that's that's my number one. It's I love it, dude. I see. Well, we mentioned that. Um, I I really enjoy texting with you about takeovers. When you saw that show, I think even still you. I think you saw that one after me. Maybe you saw it before me. But I just remember getting a text from you about that show and you just going like, oh my gosh, Takeover, James, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something like that. And it really is just this phenomenal show. It's fun. The matches are amazing. It's got big moments. And that's when Shayna Baszler wins her title for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. She looks it's awesome. She's yeah, mm-hmm. terrifying heel. Yeah, she's great. The mouth guard adds so much to her look. It really does. All right, my number one, your number two is NXT Takeover New York, which is let's see what number uh, twenty four. Okay, yeah. so when I watch this show, one of the things I like to do when I can is when they do takeovers and a big four pay per view on the same weekend. I like to watch them back-to-back on Sunday, okay? Mm -hmm. So I got to do this with this show, and uh, I had a big party for WrestleMania that day. We had a lot of food. We had some Montgomery and barbecue. I think we had about four pounds of that. I settled in to watch TakeOver, and right off the bat, just the... It was, at that point... Ricochet and Aleister Black had started competing on the main roster, but they had this takeover match scheduled against the War Raiders, so you kind of knew it was going to be their swan song. And they had great entrances, and then the War Raiders had this super cool entrance. And then they went on and had a match I absolutely love. And I was smiling ear to ear for like the entire 20 minutes that match was going on. Um. Great ending, super impressive. All four guys look like the next world champion candidate <laughs> almost in that match. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, easy AA plus for me. Then the match after that is Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream with two guys you could both at that point definitely see main of any WrestleMania, possibly. They've both mm-hmm. kind of got real life trouble since then. But that was a near 20-minute match. That one also would get an A from me. It's phenomenal back and forth. Again, great character work from Velveteen Dream. Matt Riddle is awesome. And it has a really cool ending that keeps both guys looking great. Um, Jeez. Uh, that shows where Kushida from New Japan Wrestling, he debuts in the crowd. Which was a cool thing. Like, yeah. She be here. And he got injured, but he's still around. He he does good when he is healthy. Um, and then Pete Dunn versus Walter. So I mentioned that the first two matches would both get A's for me. Dunn versus Walter is my match of the show. 
<laughs> which I guess would be an A plus maybe. <laughs> um, it went, it goes about twenty six minutes, and they just beat the crap out of each other. Walter looks. That's the first real long match you had seen him have since debuting at the uh, NXT UK Takeover show, and. It's just kind of one of these things where sometimes guys can't live up to the hype. Or you wonder, like, is there more than this maybe that they're not showing yet? With Walter, they just let him do everything with Pete Dunne. Like, oh, yeah, just go out there. I think with every match, they're like, hey, try to have the best match of the year. And every time, like, you're like, oh, that might be the best match of the year. Oh, that might be the best match of the year. Oh, no, wait. No, that might be the best match of the year. That's just the first three matches. Uh, the women's four-way is next. It goes about 16 minutes. Not the best match of the year, but it is a really good four-way match. Yeah. It's great. And then the main event, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls for the first time. Also would give that an A. They go uh, 38 minutes. That's where Gargano finally, after like a two-year quest almost, year and a half, whatever it was, finally wins the NXT title. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa shows up to kind of congratulate him, and so you get this nice little DIY moment. And again, this to me is the best wrestling show I've ever seen. I, Like I said, I was watching it, that WrestleMania, and I can rave about the show, and I know I just did, but dude, A++++ for NXT TakeOver New York for me. But Josh, what did you think of the show? Yeah, I mean, it's it's my number two, and, and you're case for it surely you know it's it's right there um so you said showing guys you know this is what good wrestling is like you don't want to wait for shame McMahon versus the miz later that night at wrestlemania <laughs> what about kurt angle kurt angle versus baron corbin <laughs> <laughs> i liked that <laughs> um, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Kurt Angle had been particularly good since coming back to the WWE. So putting over a heel that everybody already hates that can have, like, good to pretty good matches and can cut really good promos, I was all in favor of that. (laughs) But I know people hate on Baron Corbin, so I'm in the minority. (laughs) I I picked the wrong guy with that one, but what about Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio? Oh, yeah, that uh, 90-second classic. (laughs) Here's the thing. The women's main event started after midnight. Do you want oh. that match to go any longer? <laughs> oh, um, I'll I, say WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I was just going to say it did have the Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan match, which was awesome. But That was awesome. Yeah. I really think Mania would benefit. And Rollins Brock to open the show. That was awesome. I think Mania would benefit from having like a two, two and a half hour like the pre-show they do have has like a few short matches and a bunch of talking. I really think the pre-show should just be like six matches. Yeah. <laughs> do an hour or two of talking before that, and then have like the quote-unquote main show be like the traditional four-hour seven to eleven show, just with okay, these are the main events because it's WrestleMania, so there's like seven main events. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, TakeOver New York. I mean, the, the Walter versus Pete Dunne, I, I remember thinking, again, not that it matters, but I, I was, like, astounded that it didn't get five stars because it, it's just 
the perfect wrestling match for me. Um, and, and then the the main event is just, I mean, it's just on another on another planet. It's just that good. And, and one thing we don't really talk about much because it's just, you know, you and I don't care, but like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano are both <laughs> short dudes, and they're both like Adam Cole is tiny. Um, I just happened to see a picture of Champa, Gargano, and Shawn Michaels um, standing together, like from some backstage okay. thing. Today, I, I was looking up this stuff, and Shawn is taller than both of them. And Shawn, really? like, back in the day, was like a short guy. You know what I mean? Like he was like a, a smaller guy compared to some of the other people. And I just love that, like, we've talked you know, for two hours about how amazing all these people are and really like they, they wouldn't have even had like a chance, you know, um, like 20, 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, just based on their size. So I think that's a big part of what Triple H has done. Right. It's just giving people yeah. a chance. You know, if you, Absolutely. if you change the, the bar to, uh, no pun intended to like be, you know, <laughs> lower, lower the bar, Height-wise, you're just letting in all of these people that have never had a chance to shine, and they're just phenomenal, phenomenal wrestlers. And then, and then you also get to put people like Walter in there, who is not a seven-footer, um, but he looks freaking enormous compared to somebody like Adam Cole or, or Pete Dunne. Anyway, so that, so that match I love. Um, the Walter Dunn, and then and then the main event too. War Raiders at Black and Ricochet was great. I love that kind of you know the the wink of we know we're going to the main roster, but we're still going to give you a great match. Just such a and they get a they get a standing O after the match too. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, it's great. And that's to say nothing of the Matt Riddle Velveteen Dream match. Yeah, which is also awesome. Um, is that the one? That Velveteen had called me up Vince or something like that. Well, was that that event? It might have been a different one. That's the one yeah. where he came out because it's New York. He was dressed like the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> and I think they carry him to the ring. Yeah, Velveteen's ring, one of his running gags is that takeover. So usually have a really elaborate entrance or something fun. When he wasn't quite, when he was on his way up, but wasn't quite the star, he'd always come. I'll just play as Hulk Hogan in a different era of Hulk Hogan's career. We did <laughs> it, James. So we rated our top 10 takeover shows kind of quicker just because we're going to advertise <laughs> this as we rank all the NXT takeovers. Yeah, sure. Let's go through the rest of our list. That works. Okay, so 35. What do you have in the 35 slot? I have NXT 2. Uh, Fatal 4-Way. Um, Fatal 4-Way. Fatal four way. So what I have. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's like an hour 45 minute show. The main event is like a 30 minute match or so, at least a 30 minute segment. And it's like a four and a half star match. So, like a third of the show is a four and a half here. star match. <laughs> yeah. And that's our bottom ranked show yep. for NXT Takeover. <laughs> awesome. Um,. Next one, NXT 5, Unstoppable. All right, my next one is... I have some kind of... Oh, NXT TakeOver 
uh, one, which was Neville versus Kid, Charlotte versus Natalia, Sami Zayn versus Tyler Breeze. All really good matches. That's the second worst takeover. Gotcha. And which one did you have? Five? Yep, Unstoppable with, yeah. uh, you know, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. In their rematch that is uh, cut short because of Zayn's injury, but it's also got uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch in an awesome match and the surprise debut of Samoa Joe at the end. Yeah, ranked towards the bottom. <laughs> yes, that's, um, that's my third worst one. <laughs> so what's your third worst one? Uh, my third worst one is just happened is 30, NXT TakeOver 30. Wow, okay. I have yeah. that decently higher. So let's see. 30. What did we just do? Carrion uh, Cross wins the title in the main event, works yep. through an injury to finish the match against uh, Keith, Lee. Keith Lee. So, yeah, so this was also Io um, uh, Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Oh, yep, uh, that was good. Adam Cole versus Pat. Is it McAfee? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. What Damian do you think of that? I, I'm just not a fan. Um, okay. I, I just don't get it. I mean, it's fine, but um, <laughs> former NFL player Pat McAfee. Yeah, punter. Um, which, of course, you know, James and I don't have much much context for. So maybe that would have been cooler if we did. But for right. me, it didn't didn't do much. Damian Priest winning the North American. I, I'm okay yeah, with that. Cameron yeah. Grimes, as long as he didn't win, I was fine. <laughs> I really like Cameron Grimes. I just don't. I just don't understand the hat. I'm like, oh man, the hat is so <laughs> dumb. That's my. That's my 33. Okay. All right. So what's your next one? Your next one up. Uh, it's Takeover One. So. Okay. So my next one up is 13, which is San Antonio, which is um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bobby Roode, uh, DIY versus Authors of Pain, Asuka winning a four-way match. It, it's a really good show, is the thing. Like, we keep saying this, like, it's a really, really good show. It's just kind of a downer on a show, because almost all heels win, if not all heels altogether win. <laughs> So it's great, but it's just matches are good. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of he wins, but there's just not a lot of high spots on it. That that's actually my 31 San Antonio. So okay, so what was your 32 then? Uh, that was Takeover One. Oh okay, all yeah. right. Okay, do you have anything about San Antonio you want to bring up? Not really. Um, I, I like the main event fine, but it was just overall just further down. My next one down, my 31, is NXT TakeOver The End, which is number 10. Uh, that's the cage match with Smojo and Finn Balor, Asuka against Nia Jax, The Revival, regains the tag team titles from America, American Alpha, and then Nakamura and Austin Aries have a pretty good match. Awesome. I'm close to that. My, my number 30 is Arrival. Neville, Bo, uh, Bo Dallas, Paige, and Emma. That's my number 30. All right, so my 30 is Brooklyn 2, which is Bailey, Asuka, Nakamura Joe, Revival DIY 1, the Robert Roode debut against Ty Dillinger, I believe it is. 
It's really good. And then my one after that is Arrival. So we're close on Arrival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of these seem to be kind of overlapping. My next one is The End. So my number 29 is um, NXT 10, the end, what you just talked about, and I don't really have much other than that. So, All right, what's your 28? 28 is NXT 6, which is the first Brooklyn. Um, Okay. Bailey versus Sasha, uh, which is awesome. (laughs) Um, Balor versus Owens in a ladder match. I mean, this is legit, like, you know, 28 27 territory um could be top 10 15 so yeah nothing really bad to say it just didn't make the cut so yeah and that shows like the opposite of uh, that show i talked about with all the heels winning and, and kind of being a downer that show is number six is all the faces win so, like, Jushin Thunder Liger has his only NXT appearance where he beats Tyree Breeze. The Vaud villains win the tag titles. Blue Pants is their surprise corner person. Balor wins. Bailey wins. There's that horsewomen moment. I think, uh, yeah, that's when Samoa Joe beats Baron Corbin. It, it's a super, it's like the SummerSlam 91 of NXT TakeOver. <laughs> 16,000 rabid NXT fans have packed the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Jushin Thunder Liger, one-on-one with Tyler Breeze. It's going to be awesome. This was a moment nobody thought they would ever see. Liger Bomb connects. Jushin Thunder Liger is victorious. The NXT Tag Team titles are on the line. The Whirling Dervish! The Vaughn Villains have done it! This is the kind of moment any competitor has dreamed about. What an impressive debut by Apollo Crews. Samoa Joe has answered the call to the man who many deemed unstoppable in defeating Baron Corbin. It is all about the NXT Women's Championship. You know, the Divas Revolution is on, and we're going to get a huge taste of it tonight. Bailey to Bailey! Bailey is your new Women's Champion! The NXT Championship is on the line. The first man to climb the ladder and retrieve the championship will walk out with the title. To the ground! Finn Balor proved he is as good as he says he is. A really good i have that a lot higher gotcha. um just probably for like the feel of it um my next one is number three which okay. is our evolution that's where kevin owens debuts sammy Zayn wins the title uh finn balor and otami make their takeover debuts and then we get charlotte versus sasha banks and sammy Zayn versus adrian neville um for the NXT title, where Zayn finally wins the belt. Fantastic show. Definitely bottom half. <laughs> huh. So that... Fantastic show. We are on... Is it 27? I'm a little... Uh... I, 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 I don't even have them numbered. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, I had Brooklyn 2. And then I had um, 14. Okay. So, um, Brooklyn 2 Orlando. is 11, and 14 is Orlando. So we talked about Brooklyn 2, 14, uh, Orlando. That is the Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke. The Alistair Black debut, Asuka vs. Ember Moon 1, and the awesome triple tag team match where it's Revival versus DIY versus AOP. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we're like a DIY and the revival keep working together and doing like each other's tag moves, except with like one guy from each team performing the move because they know each other so well and they still can't overcome AOP. Ah, awesome. Gosh, this one's really fun, yeah. Okay, so my next one on the list is seven which is Respect, and that's the Iron Woman match with uh, the Asuka debut, and then Samoa Joe and Finn Balor teaming up a couple of times. Awesome. Uh, my next one is Rival, um, and then our Evolution, which that would be ranked lowest if we went by names. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. So is Rival the... Uh, first Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match. Yeah, and it's Balor versus Neville. The horsewoman four way. Or four way horsewoman match, which I I have a note. I, I can't remember where I saw this or read this, but is that that's the only fatal four way match they've had? Is that true? That's true. I don't In my I don't know how head, that's possible. I think they're saving it for a WrestleMania main event. Okay. Well, I'll take it then if that's the case, but <laughs> That's crazy. That was yours. I am on number 23. Yep. Which is Phoenix. Uh, Champa versus Black. War Raiders versus Undisputed Era. Gargano versus Ricochet, which is phenomenal. And then Bianca Belair versus Baszler, which is bad. And then DIY kind of closing the show, holding up both singles belts. I love that. Yeah, me too. All right, which one do you have next? So, Let's so 23, 23, I had respect. I meant to say, and then twenty two, I had as Phoenix. Um, okay. So yeah, we're getting kind of close here, but yeah, I I love that that DIY kind of moment there. We are at twenty two now. What's in your twenty second uh, spot? Twenty two for me. Yeah, twenty two is Phoenix for me. Okay. Um, my next one is twenty nine. The In Your House show. Oh, that's wow. my next one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Unreal. All right. Um, the six-woman tag match. Uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, that parking lot cinematic match with Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. The Karrion Cross debut. And then the main event, Charlotte versus Io, uh, Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Phenomenal match. Great main event. Yep. I love that match. Me too. Me too. It was good. That was that was this year um, during COVID, so that's pretty cool. We've got him relatively high. So 21 or 20, I had Toronto, NXT Ooh, nice. 12, Nakamura versus Joe for the championship. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Oscar versus Mickey James in an awesome match. Uh, and that's one with Bobby Reed versus Ty Dillinger. And then the famous one, Revival versus DIY, two out of three falls, where DIY finally wins the tag belts. Yeah. And one of the best matches in WWE history. Um, I have that one only two spots higher than you, by okay. the way. So my next one is number 30, which we've talked about, the most recent one. And my one after that is number four, which is, we also talked about, that's the Horsewoman for your way. Versus KO versus Sami Zayn match. And uh, Finn Balor versus Neville. My 19 was Worlds Collide 2020. The Ripley Storm. 
Imperium, Unite, uh, Undisputed Era, DIY Mustache Mountain. Just great, solid event. Um, <laughs> it's my 19th best NFC Takeover. All right, so above that, what do you have? 18, I have Brooklyn 3, which is Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre. That was this 20... What you have at, at number 18? So mine is number 12, which we've talked about. That's Toronto with the Revival DIY 2 out of 3 false match. Awesome. And my one right above that is Brooklyn 3 with uh, Asuka Ember Moon 2, which is a five-star match to me. Undisputed Era debuts as a group. Then I Adam Cole debuts formally by himself mm-hmm. to attack Drew McIntyre. Um... Hideo Itami versus Aleister Black and Almas versus Gargano in a match that you love and it's a great match. Yeah. Um which which one was that? I'm sorry. That Gosh, was 35 No, I I mean which takeover, sorry. Oh, that's which... number 16. Oh, okay, the one we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um Almost match. Okay. Um, so my next one, 17. I think. Uh, I'm on 17, um, which is I have NXT 9 Dallas. Okay. Which is Asuka defeating Bailey, uh, Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Um, but that's the match with the blood where they have to keep stopping it. And it's think, great. Uh, yeah. Right after that, I had the one kind of before that, which was NXT 8 in London, which was okay. the first Balor Samoa Joe. I have, again, sentimental attachment to NXT 8 in London. That was you, Josh, and Jess for a while. They had a New Year's party. That year, at the end of the night, me and Steph and I think Zoe had just been born. And so we spent the night that night and we all kind of woke up. And what we did in the morning, I think we ate donuts and we watched NXT TakeOver London. <laughs> and it was just because like I had seen it and you hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, dude, this show's a blast. It's so it's good. Probably the one that got me into it, honestly. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because I mean... Finn was there. I remember that being part of whatever the initial interest was. So that might have been the first one. Okay. That had the really cool, like, I remember in the run-up to it, they had all these NXT TakeOver commercials kind of teasing, like, a Jack the Ripper cutout, cutting into it. It just looked like a promo spot thing, right? But then Finn Balor comes out with, like, the Jack the Ripper tease, and it's awesome looking. Yeah. Um... And then Oscar versus Emma is a great match. Bailey Naya is a good match. The Revival against Enzo and Cass, where the Revival really started. They weren't even called the Revival yet, but they were showing like, okay, these guys are great. They're really, really good. And it took a few months for most people to pick up on it. But I specifically remember that show being like the, wow, this is really, really good tag team wrestling they're doing here. And it was my first exposure to Enzo and Cass. And again, real life stuff aside, they were a very good act for a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I have that one higher. <laughs> um, my next one, 
let's see. I'll I'll try to catch up here. Okay, so you're at number sixteen next, right? Yeah, sixteen was London. So okay, so I'm gonna do a couple in a row here. Um, my next one higher was War Games three, which was in your top ten. The women and men's war games, the Don Priest Killian Dane triple threat. Couple of big moments with uh, Kevin Owens' return and then the Dakota Kai heel turn. My one above that is 15, which is Chicago won the Tyler Bate Pete Dunn five star match. Uh, Bobby Roode, Hideo, and Tommy have a match which I love. And then the DIY AOP ladder match with the Champa heel turn. That's good enough to be in the top 10. <laughs> and so my one above that is number eight which we talked about that's the london show and i think 11 12 13 40 50 60 and now my number 16 is nxc 17 which is the first war game show which was in your top 10 which black for stream and the first war games match okay so what's your number 15 my 15 is 15 is chicago um aop versus diy uh ladder match we talked about that, right? I we just mentioned it a second ago. So yeah. what are your thoughts on the Tyler Bate Pete Dunn takeover match? Um yeah, I I had it ranked really high. The Chompa like turn and everything kind of steals the show. But, but I I like the, the Bate Dunn match. And my next one up is uh, number nine, which you talked about with the Bauer Joe with the Blood Sausage, the Alpha Revival and Sammy Zane, Sammy Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which again to me one of the top ten matches in WWE history. Uh, that is Sammy Zayn's swan song in NXT, and it's Nakamura's debut, which means it's the debut of his entrance too. It's phenomenal. What do you have? So my f- fourteen is Blackpool two, which we talked about. Walter versus Coffee. Yeah. Um, my 14 yeah. is Brooklyn one which is, we talked about with all the good guys winning. 13 is Philadelphia, which I don't know if we have. Did you talk about Philadelphia? Um, what number so is this Philadelphia? This is um, 18. This is Almas versus Gargano. I skipped right over that. Okay, yeah. 18 is lower for me. I bet it's 17. Okay. I, I just love that main event mostly, but also... Um, AOP versus Undisputed Era is good. So. Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, too, is great. Gargano versus Almas, that main event, I think is my favorite WWE match ever. Maybe. It, it, so, sentimentality would maybe make that not true, but it's so good. It is. My 13 is 28, which you talked about. That's the uh, one from this year in Portland that is just phenomenally good. My next one is Blackpool, which we talked about. My next one, 22, which is War Games 2, with the Chomper yeah. Street match that we talked about that. So 11, my... 20, which is Chicago 2, which you talked about, with the Gargano Chompa 2 and the Burt Kid on the Air match. What did you have for 11? Uh, 11 was the War Games 27. Chompa... Keith Lee. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's our, our honorable mentions, if you will. 
bottom line of this podcast, go watch Takeovers. Yeah, <laughs> Some just of throw a dart. <laughs> so, Josh, uh, a good one. off the top of your head, if you had somebody with limited time and you could only recommend three Takeover matches just off the top of your head, which three would you recommend? Oh, man. Um, can I just do all three Gargano Chapa matches? Um, yep. I don't think I would do that. I, I think I would do um, their first one. I would do Almas versus Gargano. And probably that, I don't know, probably that Adam Cole winning the, the North American title, that, that inaugural. So just to have variety's sake, I won't name any of those. I'll name the uh, Revival DIY two out of three falls match from Toronto. The Sammy James team knocking out Dallas. The Walter Pete Dunn from New York. I mean, that <sighs> sounds like a, a good night of wrestling. Well, dude, we did it. We stayed up till almost 1. It's 10 till 1 a.m. right now. Do you think we're due to go to bed so we can't take care of kids tonight with our wives? Yeah, hopefully the kids don't wake me up early. It's good stuff. I can't can't wait till the next takeover. Yeah. (laughs) See, now that we've put all these in a historical context, every time we talk about this, we're going to be like, oh, okay, so where would you rank this one? Where would you slot it? Yeah. Uh, I'll keep my spreadsheet open. All right, Josh. Um, maybe we should say that the three things you could count on are death taxes and takeovers being one of the best wrestling yeah. shows you've ever seen. But in the in a world where that didn't exist, I guess the third one would be who? Death taxes <laughs> and Randy Savage. All right. See y'all later. <laughs> All right, dude, let's get to that. <laughs>